Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Keep Agile, Keep Farming podcast with your hosts Nick and Gwen. Now, since our last episode, we've been searching tirelessly for solutions that could help farmers overcome some of the 2020 challenges to animal production that we flagged up in our last episode. And one of the exciting things we came across was a tool in the form of an app for pig producers to keep agile and respond more swiftly to challenges in their herd. Happy days, as they say. But how does it work? Well, using real-time data, every pig can help farmers make better pig health decisions and deal more effectively with any health risks. But don't just take our word for it. Let the CEO of every pig himself walk us through the ins and outs of this exciting new development. We were lucky enough to grab a chat with Chris Bomgars, whose company is based in Miami, Florida. But first of all, we wanted to know a little bit about Chris's background in pig farming. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town in northwest Iowa called Orange City that is um, known for being a Dutch um, immigration, Dutch immigrant community that still has a tulip festival every May. Uh, and one of the unique things, uh, other unique things about Orange City is that it sits in Sioux County in the northwest corner of Iowa that has about 35,000 people and, and produces over a million and a half pigs a year. So I grew up in an area that was heavily and still is heavily agricultural, and that was a big part of my upbringing. Fast forwarding now, pretty much. Um to the idea for the app. I mean, can, can you just briefly explain to us what, uh, what made you come up with the idea for, for, for this new app? Sure, G- thank given, you. Given, given your background and, and everything else, um, how did that happen? Yeah, so part of that background in Northwest Iowa was growing up with a father who was a veterinarian. Um, he started the Orange City Veterinary Clinic and it was a mixed uh, animal practice. So he had to put on a lot of different hats helping out neighbors and, and people from the town with their dogs and cats and other pets, as well as large and, and um, other small animals. And so a lot of my childhood memories were driving uh, with him on the gravel roads to different farms and helping with the cattle and, and pigs in different ways. And about 15 or 17 years ago, there the U.S. pork industry was going through a real tough time where uh, it became pretty clear that farmers needed to either get bigger uh, and more efficient or they were going to go out of business. And a lot of them were going out of business. And so my dad started partnering up with some of his clients who were farmers in the area and owning and raising and managing pigs. And in 2008, I saw that he had a um, nice business model started and built up and I decided to join him and I focused for the next 10 years on growing that business. And we had a lot of success from starting out at about raising 35 to 40,000 pigs a year to scaling um, in the next five to seven years to raising over a million and a half pigs per year on about 350 different contract farms. And during that process, we learned a lot about the good and the bad in the industry. And one of the things that really started to tug at my conscience was as an owner of these animals, I felt a real responsibility to do a good job of recognizing and responding to pig health issues. And we just weren't able to do that in many cases. And it was primarily due to the record keeping, which was on 
mainly paper barn sheets that would get faxed into a centralized office once a month. And that information was old. It was bad, unstructured data. And oftentimes um, the pigs were already dead, so we couldn't help treat them. And so the, the genesis of every pig really came from starting to digitize daily checkups from the pig's caregivers so we as owners and veterinarians and managers could recognize and respond to those health problems faster. Yeah, so I just had a question, if you could tell us in a nutshell um, about how pig producers are using this app on a day-to-day -day basis and particularly um, what are um, the benefits to producers who are wanting to um, reduce um, the use of antibiotic growth promoters in their production systems? Yeah, so that's, that's a couple of topics right there that are pretty near and dear to my heart. And I know a lot of your audience is, is international. And so my expertise is primarily in the U.S., but we're getting more and more interest and exposure to other countries and learning about how pork production um, and pig farming are handled in different areas. But everyone knows from a psychological perspective, awareness is the first step to any change. And in the U.S., most producers, um, before every pig, were not even tracking any um, antibiotic usage in any usable way. And so the first thing that we did with inside, um, inside of our platform was collecting treatment information from the barn level. So both, both water medication and injectables are collected in every pig. And then we visualize that information for admins, um, which are oftentimes veterinarians and field managers. So they can start to see um, on a system-wide level, their antibiotic usage and track that over time, as well as drill down into the antibiotics used on a group and, and even a farm level, so they can start to really dive into individual caregiver behavior. And we're, we're quite proud that in, in two different scenarios last year in the United States, we helped our users identify groups of pigs that had been given antibiotics the day before they were scheduled to market. The antibiotic issue is something that's very near and dear to us. Just roughly, um, how many users do you have at the moment using this technology and which areas are they located in or countries? Yeah, so right now we've got about 1,450 users on board. We expect that number to increase dramatically this year just based on the interest that we're getting in and some pilot projects that we're launching one pilot project um, that we're in the middle of starting is in Brazil with a major integrator. Um, the application has been up and running for over three and a half years. So this is not any sort of concept we're talking about, but it's, it's a pretty proven out technology. Um, the majority of our users are in the U.S. since that's where we're based and we started out of, but we also have users in Canada. We've had users in South Korea and Vietnam on the platform. And as I just mentioned, um, we're in the middle of launching a large pilot in Brazil and really looking to expand internationally. Mm -hmm. And Chris, um, I mean, we all know that, you know, there are some people who are not particularly tech savvy. How user friendly is this app for people who maybe fall into that category? Good question. We spent a lot of time paying attention to design and ease of use because we understand Farmers are out there working with their hands all day, and the last thing they want to do is take 10 or 15 minutes to slow down and let you know what they did with their day. So 
we've really focused on making this um, a daily checkup that's as easy as possible for everyone to fill out. And we found that on average, it takes caregivers between 30 and 45 seconds only to fill out this checkup. And we've got users that are from their teens um, to their mid seventies that are, that are using the platform without a problem. So that's something that we've, um, we continue to focus on and we're pretty proud of how easy it is to use. We've also uh, enabled an offline mode for some of those farms that are in areas that have less cell phone um, reception or no Wi-Fi, so they can fill out these daily checkups on their phone. And then when they get back to an area with some coverage, it will sync up with the system. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's nice. really good. Yeah, yeah, excellent. Great stuff. Yeah, I mean, coming to to this as well, I, I had a look at this farm feed feature. Um, and uh, to me, it looks a little bit like uh, Facebook. Uh, I mean, can you just tell me, is it, does it work like Facebook somehow? I mean, I just saw like the images and things that you upload there. Yeah, so it's interesting that you say that because we really um, did take some inspiration from Facebook because the, the data collection part of all of this is really important. We need to move as an industry globally from a place where um, we have little or no structured data to digitizing this data, such as um, symptomatic animals, so we can recognize and respond to the health problems quicker. And that's, yeah. gr that's great. We've done that. But the next step is, well, how are we going to consume that data and respond to it? And that's where the farm feed comes into place. So we use the farm feed in a way that presents relevant data. Um, users can set their threshold. So the administrators get a set of threshold for what constitutes as a farm feed event or what just gets stored into digital barn sheets. Uh, and when the um, veterinarians and field managers are on the farm feed, they're typically responding to things like post-mortem images, videos mm -hmm. from the farm, um, they're, they're able to get all the context they need around historical information, what's been going on with that group of pigs in the last few days, what they've been treated with, and they respond to those issues and communicate directly in the farm feed with um, the caregivers. So it acts as a centralized communications platform, but most importantly, it's one centralized database where everyone in your organization can take a look at different cases. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that helps like everybody working together as a team better than as well, I think. Right. It helps these organizations really leverage their, their brain power. So instead of information being siloed off through a text message to one field manager or veterinarian, mm -hmm. these organizations really can have a lot of eyeballs and leverage their, uh, their communal brain power uh, on these different cases. From our last episode, um, we were discussing um, a shortage in qualified labor um, as one of the key issues or key challenges for, for livestock production in this new decade. Um, and how do you feel or how do you think EviPig uh, could help the pig industry to cope with this kind of challenge? You're bringing up a great point. The rural veterinary shortage, uh, at least here in the United States, and it sounds like in other countries, is a real problem. So I remember um, growing up with my entrepreneurial father, always looking to expand his veterinary practice. And throughout the years, it got much harder for him to find veterinary school graduates that wanted to move to a fairly remote town of 6,000 people and were willing to um, get into large animal practice. The majority of veterinarians in the U.S. these days tend to want to live in cities and want to practice on small animals. So 
the um, large animal rural veterinary shortage is a major problem that we are addressing in every pig because we facilitate telemedicine. So we see, for example, one of our users just hired a veterinarian that lives about four hours from their farms, and he was very comfortable staying in Ames, Iowa, where his family's uh, happy. And the pork production company is based out of Northwest Iowa, but um, they needed the extra veterinary brain power. And now he gets to practice most of the time on that farm feed, communicating with these caregivers in real time. And so we see veterinarians on our system covering 50 to 100 different events a day instead of the old practice of driving out physically to a farm, which sometimes is still necessary, but more often than not, um, these um, incidents can be handled um, just looking at photos and videos and, and having enough context um, at their fingertips. Um, and also one of the big issues that we're addressing right now, and I don't know if this is maybe one of your next questions, is biosecurity. Um, yeah, the, yes. I mean, my next question was actually, and it kind of links into what you just said, is, I mean, coronavirus and African swine fever, I mean, they have taught us, like, how important it um, is containment measures in, in managing disease. And that was, you know, my next question is then how is EviPIC helping to reduce, um, you know, the risk of, of, of spreading disease, basically? Well, the less people that are on the farm, the better typically, right? Because we're all yeah. potential vectors for carrying these diseases around, but we need to balance that with actually giving the pigs the attention they need. And again, that's where the technology comes in. Last week, I was visiting with a, a system in um, southeast Iowa that raises a little over a million pigs a year. And I asked the audience, they had all their caregivers in the audience, and I said, I asked them to raise their hand if they did not have a smartphone. There was not one person in the audience that didn't have a smartphone. And that really stuck out to me. It was the first place I had been where not one person didn't have a smartphone. And that was really exciting to me because we all have these technologies in our pocket to help us be the data collectors and to help us communicate this information to veterinarians wherever they are. Um, in the U.S., a lot of consulting veterinarians have been traveling to China and other countries where you know, they do have diseases such as African swine fever. And I know customers and farms are concerned that all this physical traveling to farms is increasing their biosecurity risk and, and practicing through a telemedicine platform all but eliminates those risks because as far as we know, none of these um, viruses are able to travel digitally. Yeah, hopefully not, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so uh, to me, uh, every pig sounds like, like a really helpful tool um, for pig producers to keep agile, which is really um, the theme of our podcast, um, and, uh, and to be able to anticipate and, and also respond more quickly to challenges. Um, can you give us any idea of... Um, what a pig producer would have to invest if he wants to start using um, every pig? Yeah, the good news with us is they won't really have to invest anything because we're already a platform that's up and running. So um, we're license licensing the technology to companies right now through a, a software as a subscription model. And so mm -hmm. they can just contact, go to our website um, and either request a demo and or reach out to us through the contact forms there and we'd be happy to get them up and running. Right now, we are experiencing a, a little more demand than usual, fortunately, and so um, we're primarily focused on um, larger systems and companies. 
so we can help them address some of their needs. But we've noticed in the last six months or so, we, we have picked up quite a few farms that are smaller. Um, some of them are raising pigs organically and they just don't have access to veterinary care and they want to keep digital records. And so we're really able to help them out in a number of different ways. Um, and one of those is through um, some of our artificial intelligence that's able to um, do things like diagnose over 20 different illnesses from photos. So we're happy to address um, large and small um, producers as best we can. And, and the best way would be to go to everypig.com and get a little more information there and reach out to us if they have interest in signing up. Okay, great. So, and then uh, I know that you've just been uh, at um, Banff Pork Congress in Canada um, at the beginning of this year. And is there anything that, you know, struck you um, to maybe that you would like to share or highlight with us today? Yeah, Banff was, first of all, uh, an absolutely beautiful setting um, for these conferences. I've been to a lot of conferences around the world and in, in, in my career in this industry and Banff is top notch. Um, the food's amazing. The people were really friendly and uh, I got to get a couple days of skiing and which made me pretty happy. Um, but on the, on the pig front, um, one thing I would just encourage is, you know, the industry's historically been very resistant to change. And one thing I really like about, um, the, the motto or the phrase from your company, keep, keep agile and keep farming, is I think farmers need to keep agile if they want to keep farming. This idea of holding on to old ways um, might be cute and nostalgic, uh, but it's not going to allow producers globally to stay competitive right now. And so I had um, an interesting conversation with a large integrator last year who told me after seeing every pig, they said, Chris, you know, this is great, but it feels like we're out here in the fields plowing by hand and you just pulled up in a brand new shiny tractor and we're scared to get in. Um, mm -hmm. And so I've really learned part of my job now is to help educate the public and say, you know what, you can get in. We, we have caregivers all over the world that are up to their you know, 70s and maybe some in their 80s that are using the platform and don't be afraid. This is the new way forward. Telemedicine is not going to stop or slow down, and it's not as scary as you think. But I really think um, an important message that I'm getting from a lot of these conferences is, you know, the the large companies and, and even the small ones that are open to new ideas, open to adopting the right technologies and the new practices and listening to the consumer are the ones that will stay in business. So our thanks to Chris there for a fascinating and insightful interview. And don't forget, if you want to learn more about Every Pig, you can go to their website, which is www.everypig.com. They're also on Twitter. We are also on Twitter. So if you have any comments about the podcast or any suggestions for future episodes, please go to the Keep Agile, Keep Farming Twitter account. Well, that's about it from us for now. Uh, we really look forward to you joining us next time for another edition of Keep Agile, Keep Farming. Bye for now.